0: radio high five with the explosion.
1: Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis.
0: Like
2: WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite
1: hosts,
0: He gets his fantasy football advice from 12-year-olds on TikTok. Micah. I
1: put up so many points. And producer Tony. This is only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back and strap it down.
2: Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances.
0: Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. Hey fellas, I love the podcast.
2: Music created by Brian Swanson. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop. And... Boop. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and with me this week is a different roster. We've got Micah, as you heard. Micah, how's it going, sir? Uh, doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you. And producer Tony. Tony, how you doing tonight?
1: Oh, I am so excited for the last podcast
2: of the season, my guy. Yes, I think I can speak for most people in the league that they're happy that the season's over. We can focus on watching the NFL and, you know, say some other stuff that that's going on because fantasy football is finally over, at least for us, not for everybody. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about that as, uh, as we go through the show. But yeah, this will be the last Scoop and Poop podcast of this season of the year 2023 because the next one will be in 2024 when we uh, start off the next season. So we had... Two things happening, I guess, of importance. We had the finale of our playoffs, so the third-place game and the championship, along with the Rumble. So we'll start with the Rumble, we'll go into the third-place game, and then we'll talk about the championship game. And the Rumble was quite close. We had two of our regular podcast hosts, Primetime and Micah, going neck and neck into this one. And we, we have not mentioned why Primetime's not here, he has family visiting and decided that they're more important than the podcast. So, shame on you.
1: Allegedly. On you, uh, we cannot confirm nor deny that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, taken the Rumble winnings and he's uh, feasting on a Chevap uh, supper over there in Florida.
2: That could be true. We had Primetime was the winner with a score of 101, narrowly beating out Micah at 97. Fun fact. Most likely, if uh, Turtle would have entered, he would have won. He put up 102, but that's uh, a fake score in the sense that he started the... I mean, again, he didn't start a lineup because he wasn't in it, but he had in his lineup the Cincinnati Bengals defense when he likely would have started the Detroit Lions defense, and that would have made the made him get the victory because Cincinnati got the negative point. So uh, this is why... It's uh it's something that you, you, you wanna do almost regardless of how bad your team is because you never know on a week to week basis who might be the top scoring team. And it was it was definitely prime time this week. 101 was was his number. Biggest performance was Brees Hall of all people. And Tony, I wanna talk to you about this because we were talking last week after we recorded the podcast, we had Primetime start to work on the mock draft and actually we'll we'll give you the first version version 1.0 during the the show as well and one of the th- the big debates was was primetime going to keep Brees hall or not and so tony i know that you were let's say pretty uh pretty strong advocating on one side of that argument so if you'd like to indulge us
1: yeah i mean he he he's all about jets he loves the jets uh Brees hall is an absolute stud uh he's one of the best running backs in the, in the in the game uh look at this, look at these numbers, uh, two touchdowns, 95 yards, and also 12 catches for 96 yards. That is like elite of all elite, uh, production right there. And like, I know he, 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 he was so excited to get, uh, Josh Allen with, uh, with BDI's pick this year. But I mean, I, if you kept Josh Allen over Brees Hall, I think, uh, well, I w- I would love it, obviously, because I could draft Brees Hall, but uh that would be very foolish in my opinion to keep uh Josh Josh Allen over Brees Hall. Um I think the Buffalo Bills window is uh slamming shut. I think uh Stefan Diggs is gonna be elsewhere next season. And uh I don't know. I just think Brees Hall's uh could be the number he could be RB one next year. Uh Micah, where do, where do you stand on this?
3: Yeah, I concur with what you're saying there. And at least from a strategic standpoint, it uh, looks like the lottery is going to have uh, two of his division rivals. So there's probably like a 99% chance that uh, if he doesn't keep Brees Hall, he's going to get stuck with them. Yep. And if, next year, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, his numbers are only going to get better.
2: One fact about Brees Hall, his 12-catch performance uh, is the highest output out of any jet this season, including the wide receivers? Garrett Wilson caught didn't even catch double-digit passes in any single game this this year. Oh. But, I mean, that's probably more of an indictment of the quarterback play in with the Jets this year because I believe wasn't Trevor Simeon who was quarterbacking this past week for them. It wasn't. I uh, one of the normal guys. I
1: can't keep it straight, man. It's either Tim Boyle or, or or Zach Wilson, and then it wasn't Zach Wilson, and then it was Zach Wilson again. And I believe it was Trevor Simeon. I want to say it was. I think you're right.
2: Just to tell you, it's it's definitely one of those situations where uh, the, the, let's say the, the passing game was, was altered because of that. But a great performance out of primetime. Micah, uh, I came down to Monday night for you with the 49ers defense and they really laid an egg. Uh, did you expect Baltimore to thoroughly dismantle the 49ers
3: on the road like they
2: did? Uh,
3: not at all. I started the 49ers defense for a reason. Um, although realistically they haven't been, you know, that great in terms of you always hear about how great their defense is, but uh only like the 12th rank so they haven't been all that impressive but um i was not expecting them to to lay that much of a goose egg i mean they just they sucked all around they were embarrassed but uh, it's good to know that they are frauds and the detroit lions are the only real deal in the nfc speaking of the detroit lions they are the reason why you did
2: not win the rumble though because Sam Laporta only had three points, three catches for 18 yards. Meanwhile, you had Kevin Ridley putting up 22 on your bench, or even Tyler Lockett putting up 11 on your bench. Uh, I know that Sam Laporta's keeper material and, and everything else, but he's also Robin. prone to having these single-digit games where he doesn't do much. Like against the Bears, he only put up two points, and then five points the first time they played him. So, I mean, are you starting to waver on your Sam Laporta love and maybe inserting a certain
3: Mr. Injoku into your keeper list? Well, I do a lot of decisions. I mean, I have a very elite roster. And that is a capital E, capital L, capital I, capital T, capital E elite. These guys are all stone cold killers. Unfortunately, they weren't slaying like this the full year, but whatever but um with that i do need to say to everyone listening um send me your trade offers for these elite players i've got so much elite i can't keep it all so send me your offers
1: yeah some you know the rich get richer uh and uh micah is flush with keeper uh possibilities that's for sure hold on do you guys do you guys hear that
0: do you guys hear
2: that?
0: Hello, Tony. Hello, crew. How are you guys doing? That's Bishop's theme music. There it is. Yes. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I'm actually dancing right now.
3: <laughs> I've got my Alponaut costume on right now.
0: <laughs> What's up, Bishop? <laughs> so what did I miss, guys? Who won the Super Bowl?
2: We praised you for winning the rumble is is this as far as we've gotten so far.
0: That's the smartest decision to start off the show. When everyone's watching at the very beginning, you talk about the thing people care about most. Thank you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also strategically, because we didn't think that you would be around to talk to, to let's say gloat. <laughs> so
0: that's another reason why. That's literally the reason why I showed up today. I raced home, <laughs> fired up the computer, <laughs> and now I'm here.
1: Nice.
2: Well, well, the good news your... is you'll get to hear on the podcast. you say good things about it. What, Tony? You're going to let him talk about his team? I, I on, give man. him like two minutes here. Let's, let's let him talk. Okay. okay. All right. Bye.
0: Okay. I won't even need all two minutes. <laughs> I never take all two minutes. Um, I don't even, like, I, I watched almost no football this weekend. Um Same. I hate my team. Uh, that Brees Hall guy who I've been shitting on the last few weeks, I am now keeping. Uh, so that's going to be a thing going forward. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, meh. Uh, like I said, I got nothing to say. I don't know how you guys didn't win the Rumble. How did anyone but me win the Rumble? When I I benched two guys who put up 15 and 21, in a receiver and a kicker.
3: I had too much talent to juggle to be efficient. I see.
0: <laughs> I least you like left it open for you on guys. Your
3: mur.
2: I will give you that, Prime time. You got the triple seven mur. Ooh, that's oh, I will take that.
0: 77.7%. So That's the lucky
2: number. I'll came take it. in. <laughs> yeah, it came in, it came in handy. In the lucky seven.
0: But I don't want to talk, no, talk, no, talk, talk about my team anymore. No, we did talk
2: about a little bit about Brees Hall. So I'm glad you brought it up because it'll make the, the first part of the podcast. I
1: never better. thought for a minute you weren't going to keep Brees Hall. You were putting out false information like you always do in every mock.
0: Yeah. Dude, it's gotten to the point where I like... I, I play reverse 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 psychology it's to the point where i can't even remember what my initial intentions were anymore i'm just kind of like going does that make sense sure yeah because like in in my head i'm like yeah i'm not going to keep Brees. hall he's a bastard child and then i'm like oh maybe i should keep him but maybe they think i'm going to keep him maybe i should keep him i shouldn't keep him because they think i'm going to keep him and then it goes down this whole rabbit hole that i forgot where i left off
2: Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess that those are the, the risks of the stretch curse, right? Is that <laughs> you might be cursing the curse and forgetting who you're trying to curse to begin with.
0: Exactly. I don't recommend it to anyone.
2: Uh, speaking of stretches, we can move into the third-place game where we had Santino's Lucky Wolf going up against Worm's team, Taylor. Yes. And Worm yes. comes up. And yes. 71-53. to 53. Usually, or I guess what i say is historically, the third-place game ends up being a higher-scoring game than the championship, and the third-place team usually is very upset because, like, oh, if I would have been in the championship, I would have won it all. And in reality, it's because they sucked the week prior. But that did not happen this time around. Uh, man. Antino's team picked a really, really bad week to, to lay an egg. A lot, a lot of single digits on his roster, a negative out of his kicker. Not not a lot going on there. Zeke, <laughs> I, I don't know, Tony. You had Zeke on your roster for like fourteen weeks when he did nothing. I drafted him. What do you think? I, about I drafted this?
1: Zeke. I knew he was going to be be an efficient player. I just didn't know it was going to happen in week fourteen and fifteen. Uh, but yeah, nine catches, a touchdown, eighteen points. Uh, I mean the other Rhombus stevenson guy is hurt so he's like the only guy that can score the ball in new england and i guess he's uh, they beat denver they did the bears a solid and they fucking beat denver to uh, screw themselves out of the getting the number 1 draft pick so gg's bill belichick
0: can we talk about like the mvp of the league throwing five interceptions did you guys oh, already yeah, mention yeah no what, we haven't happened on there Brock, yeah. what happened
2: I watched that game a lot of it because it was uh, the the late game, and he was bad. Like a couple of the interceptions were were not his fault, but like three of them were
0: for sure. <laughs> and
2: yeah, he looked really really bad. Uh, no, another way of putting it.
0: Well, I mean, they mean, they were by I the don't... water, so you thought he would. They were a by good the water. Yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating. They were definitely
2: by the water, but Does I guess hurt Baltimore.
0: His... Yeah, I was going to say, does this hurt his MVP nomination?
2: I mean, he is not the MVP. It's gone, (laughs) yeah. I would say so. (laughs) I think at this point, if it's not Lamar Jackson, it's because he got hit by a bus or something like that. Because uh, Baltimore has beaten, in consecutive weeks, two very, very good teams. And they currently, I think, are the number one overall seed. And they're going to beat Miami this week because Miami has... No starting players left. If you look at the, the the players who didn't practice today for Miami, it's it's like a list seven miles long. Uh, Worm, I mean, he did enough, I guess is is the, the way I would put it. Left a lot, a lot, a lot of points on the bench. He had a 64% Murr. Um between yeah, let's see, you got Saquon. Who, I don't know, he benched Saquon for Roshan Johnson. Uh, I don't know. You try to figure that one out for me. Uh, Gabe, Gabe Davis, okay, that's fine. He shouldn't even be rostered anymore, so I, I think that makes sense. Zay Flowers had a huge game for him on his bench. But, again, CeeDee Lamb continues to be the best receiver in fantasy this year. Did you see, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he's broken Michael Irvin's record for, I think it's yards in, hmm. a, in a season or or Dallas Cowboys wide receivers it was either yards or receptions, one of those two. But I would have thought Des Bryant he, had that record. No, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was one of the, it was. It was definitely uh, Michael Irvin and whatever record it was. It's no longer there because CeeDee Lamb had six for one eighteen and a touchdown. Everybody's favorite uh, tight end Trey McBride kind of sucked despite Kyler Murphy having such a good game. I thought the Bears were going to blow that game, Tony. You said you didn't watch any football on Sunday, right?
1: No, I was uh, I was hosting Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so I got to watch very little football uh, across both days. So I'm um, uh, I okay. got to watch a little bit of the Bears game. Like the first quarter, they were beating the shit out of the Cardinals, but I guess they uh, they ended up coming back and making a game out of it. Apparently,
2: yeah, absolutely. The second half, the Bears played super conservatively and almost blew it. Uh, Micah, you're based in Arizona. I don't know if you listen to Sports Talk Radio or if they even have Sports Talk Radio there. Arizona's obviously in contention for a like very, very good pick, and we know that this is a quarterback-heavy draft. Are they talking about letting Kyler Murray go for a quarterback, or have you, are, are you are you paying attention at all to anything that's going on there locally?
3: So I, I don't know if radio does exist here, but I can say from the local chatter, basically they were uh, – and that was the whole plan was they were they're shutting down Kyler Murray. Similar to a uh, Russell Wilson's there's this thing where if he gets hurt, they have to pay him a shitload of money. So they said, Okay, we're just gonna play you, we're gonna bring in this Dobbs guy to be the tank commander, and then he turned out to be better than they expected, so they got rid of him, and then he sucked in Minnesota. Uh but yeah, it's this big kind of uh kind of a big mess. It sounds like they're they're gonna try to move on from him, is what it sounds like out here. Okay, I was curious because he's been
2: pretty decent since coming back from the injury, and so I was curious if they might have like say pivoted and they decide okay, well maybe if we get the number three pick, we'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. instead and and stick it out with Kyler Murray or, or what they were doing. Okay, would not
0: Wasn't that like the, the whole talk in preseason like that the Cardinals were going to be the worst team in the NFL and they wanted to they were jobbing for the first overall pick? Like I I, I thought they were already eyeballing having a quarterback in the first round. But
2: that was when they were talking about not starting Kyler Murray at all this year. Well, so yeah, when I
0: thought it doesn't matter when I they mean, brought either him way they're in, terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They've been terrible even with him in there, but I thought, okay, at that point, are they changing their mind? It's like, okay, because a, the, the, the point there is it's a first year coach, if I'm not mistaken, and you might be wanting to evaluate if Kyler Murray is worth keeping or not, because you know, it it might be worth it for for them if if he thinks he's got something versus going for one of these quarterbacks. Because the big problem with these quarterbacks is if you take the wrong one, then you're even more screwed than you were to begin with. Because yep. you, know, you lost out on a, Just a ask- guy like a Marvin Harrison or maybe a lineman or something like that.
1: Just ask Carolina how they're doing right now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's so it's like over simple stuff of like studying a playbook or whatever. Like that should be stuff you knock out in the interview process. I don't know how Arizona missed this one.
1: He he loves Call of Duty too much. Yeah. He uh, he like he plays too much Call of Duty. Apparently, <clears throat> that's what that's what his deal is. Yeah, they
3: aspire. They they want a quarterback that can see over the offensive line <laughs> without like going on his tippy toes. And so, yeah, we'll,
2: we'll give Worm his kudos. He gets his third-place certificate. Santino misses out on his, and it's a subtle for a fourth-place one. Then we've got our uh, championship game, Cologne Rocks versus the Robot Unicorn Attack, and very high-scoring game. We rarely get championships that, that, that live up to the billing, and this one did, with McLean winning 104-97, to 97, driven primarily by the Miami Dolphins kicker, putting up 22 points.
1: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I mean, K Wall got sixteen out of his kicker, so it's not like let's say it was the it was super one sided. And K Wall would will admit to this as well. The Amari Cooper being on the bench could have easily and should have easily been in the into the starting lineup over either Evan Ingram or Travis Kelsey. I was talking to K Wall the let's see, the Friday night before the games were were happening and we were talking specifically about Kelsey and I'm I mean honestly I'm absolutely shocked that he was this bad in this game he had four touchdowns last year against the Raiders and couldn't even get he barely got four passes this time around uh, I guess I'm I'm still in disbelief at how bad Kansas City has been this year do you and know the last it, time I definitely heard him
1: last time Travis Kelsey scored Uh, double digits in our in our fantasy league take a guess which week that was
2: i I have no
1: idea was it like four or five weeks ago it was week 11 so yeah it was five weeks ago that was the last time he scored double digits and he's been in i think he's been in k wall's lineup ever since and like it's just it just isn't happening this year for him you could say it's the taylor swift thing you could say it's matt Nagy. you could say he's old but maybe it's just all of those things combined. I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, he got a great performance out of Mike Evans. Thank you, primetime. 23 points there, 7 catches, 86 yards, and 2 TDs. Even Russell Wilson, they came back in that game because they were losing pretty bad, and he, he scores 2 touchdowns and got him 21 points. McLean didn't, again, the kicker was, was great for him. Everybody else was pretty, let's say, standard. He got 18 out of... Stafford, 18 out of Derek Henry, who threw a touchdown pass. (laughs) Oh, man. I I know. It hurts so much when that happens. I get
0: it. You want to hear something funny? Hey, Tony, do you remember what I said after the trade with Kowalski, the Kowalski curse that was going to happen to him?
1: You said that he's going to have so many good players that he won't know who to play or something along those lines, right?
0: Boom. (laughs) Because if I don't trade him Mike Evans guess who he's starting instead? Amari Cooper. He's still playing that jabronis, uh, Travis, Kelsey and Evan Ingram, but now he's got to insert, uh, Amari Cooper and just line up and, uh,
2: Hey, why wouldn't he just use DJ Moore? because he'd still be on his roster? <laughs>
0: uh, that's an excellent question, sir. I didn't get that far ahead. <laughs> and Mike Evans probably put up way more than DJ Moore. Yes. he did. He it's, 23. it's the sentiment of the cat that matters. He didn't know who to start. Okay. I was in his head. It's all psychological.
1: Also, he got Amari Cooper like last week, remember?
0: (laughs) Off the waiver wire. Well, he picked him up and
2: dropped him 17 times, but yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) I don't know why you assume I would pay attention to the waiver wire pickups.
2: But yeah, I mean, again, big ups to, to McLean. Goes back to back. Four titles now in total. And, you know... He just did enough to, to win by playing the right lineup. 97% Merv versus K-Wall's 76%. And that was the difference. He had just enough firepower to beat K-Wall, but he had to be perfect. And he was pretty much that. While well, K-Wall, uh, maybe it was the uncertainty first time in the championship. You know, those those jitters, the inexperience that might have gotten to him. Uh, McLean, the grizzled veteran was able to, to put in the the, the right lineup and, and get the job done. So congrats to McLean. I don't know if you guys any, have anything else that you'd like to add here. Feel free to do so before we move into some other things.
1: Uh, just real quick, I just want to say uh, entertaining Super Bowl. I think uh, K-Wall had a, had a shot and a prayer. Uh, I think he needed, like, one more, like, 50-yard field goal or something like that. But uh, – yeah, uh, excellent season. Kowalski uh, finishing second is is still pretty cool. Um, it's just uh, sometimes your guys just don't show up like Tony Pollard did. Didn't, I guess I should say. Uh, and uh, good season, bro.
0: Yeah, excellent job, Kowalski. 11-3 uh, is uh, not a short task in this league. And uh, unfortunately, he had a lot of injuries. Uh, Burrow getting hurt. And then with uh, Josh Jacobs getting hurt and Keenan Allen, uh, those are the weeks where you need him to hold up. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't have those guys. Luckily, he's a maniac when it comes to the waiver wire. despite only having like $1 left for a while. Uh, so a lot of $0 bids, I remember. But uh, yeah, McLean's team was solid throughout the year, right? Like he had a old running back core we, that we made fun of, and we were all wrong. He did great. and even these receivers who I've never heard of, I guess it's better to have an old running back core and a no name receiver core going forward. I'm going to start taking notes.
2: (laughs) Who knows what the secret sauce is, but McLean definitely has it. And speaking of championships, I want to take this time now to play a little bit of a game. What we're going to do is there's still championships happening in fantasy football and other leagues because they land poorly. And what I have here in front of me is the list of the top 10 players in the fantasy championship game on Yahoo Fantasy Sites. Ooh. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let you three uh, will go up against each other and we'll see who is able to, to do best. So I'll make this, let's say, semi-easier for you by giving you, let's say, positional breakouts. So that way you at least know who to think about when it comes to this list. Okay. So in the list of top 10... We'll have one, two, three, four, four running backs. We have two quarterbacks. We have two wide receivers, a kicker, and a tight end. Ooh. Remember, this is the this is the highest percent of ownership of fantasy football players who are still in the championship of these guys. So I will let's see. Why don't we do Tony, then Micah, then primetime? You want to guess? All right. I'm going to guess. I'll give you the name. Or you say the name, and I'll tell you if he's on the list and what position he is.
1: I'm going to guess Rashad
2: White. You are wrong. Oh,
0: wow. He is not on the list. Okay. Primetime. I'm going to go with uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Wrong. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Micah. Did I I say his name right? I don't even know if I said his name right. You said his name right, but he's not on the list. (laughs) Fascinating. Okay,
3: so I will say you said there's two quarterbacks on this list. Correct. Okay, um, if guys who are in the championship most roster, I'm going to say Brock Purdy. Wrong.
2: All right. (laughs) Uh, Tony, I'm going to give you a hint. Low-hanging fruit. Okay, like these are guys that have scored a lot of points this year. Therefore, <laughs> right. they are... Christian McCaffrey. How about Christian McCaffrey? There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Number <laughs> one at 47% rostered in, in championship teams is Christian McCaffrey. Prime time. How about you?
0: Do I have to go another running back or can I go any position?
2: You can go any position, but... Yeah.
0: Tyreek Hill.
2: Ding, 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 ding. 35% number five on the list. Micah.
3: Um, on Ross St. Brown. Um,
2: no, uh, he is not on the list, mind S- you. There's only one other wide receiver on this, Ceedee Lamb. Nope. Ooh,
0: I'm time, time. Ooh, I'm gonna go with Mike Evans.
2: No, what, Micah? You rostered one of these guys, Micah. You have to get this one.
3: Oh, I know. Who I it rostered is. one of these guys. I know who it is. Yes, Carlos Rogers. <laughs> Raheem (laughs) Mostert.
2: Thank you. Number two, 38%. (laughs) All right, we'll go one more round because this is brutal, and then I'll give them the names that weren't called. All right, Tony.
1: I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to say Trey McBride.
2: Ding, ding, ding. Mm. Number 10, 29%. He is the tight end.
0: I was going to ask what position is that guy (laughs) <laughs> um, He's
2: the type that you made fun of your brother for rostering. Every week, good. About him.
0: <laughs> then admitted that he was good. And then what happens? He starts him and loses. Oh actually he won yes. online. Oh well. But uh I'm gonna go with the receiver, right? So there's you yeah, said there was one want... receiver left. Yeah. Wait, you said receiver or a quarterback, right?
2: There's like four like four running backs left. No, uh let's see, we got uh, one, Two running backs left, A one right receiver, two quarterbacks, and a kicker left.
0: All right. I'm going to try to go for that last receiver. Are you ready for this one? Oh, sure. P- Puka Nakuku, whatever his name is.
2: Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yes, way. 31% rostered at number nine. All right, Micah.
0: All right. I'm going to H- throw here. Hail Mary
3: Pass and Martine Gramatica. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: All right, missing players. Number four, Josh Allen at 35%. Number three, Kyron Williams ah, yes, at 37.6%, so basically 38%. Uh, number seven is Alvin Kamara at 34%. Number eight, Jalen Hurts at almost 32%. And I think, oh, the kicker. Number six, Brandon Aubrey of the Dallas Cowboys. 34%. Hey,
1: prime time. There's a lot of our players on this list <laughs> and we didn't even make the playoffs.
0: dude. You think I didn't notice that? I a hundred percent noticed that it's, it's our scheduling. I'm telling you, everything makes sense. If you just factor out who does the scheduling, that's true.
2: Tony has two of these guys and he's in the lottery. So just a fun fact there. And speaking of the lottery, uh, I thought it would be good to close out this show and, with a first look at the 2024 mock draft. And the good news here is we've got Primetime who was able to join after all. And I would like you to lead and kind of take us through your first round of the version 1.0, if I you will. I would
0: definitely like someone else to lead because now I have to log off my kids' account. Oh, you don't have Ah, uh, <laughs> you don't have it
2: open. All right. Hold, please. So I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) sorry. We think Turtle's going to have the first... One of the glitches about you not being on the show. The first pick, right? Go through through the order. That's a good idea. Yeah,
1: so we think Turtle's going to have the first pick, and then we got Giuseppe at number two, and then I will be at number three, and then we got Matt, number four, BDI, number five, Micah, number six, Bishop at seven, Bobby Big Balls at eight, Warren Predrich at nine, Santino at ten, Uh, K-Wall at 11, and then McLean at the 12-hole.
2: Oh, and also real quick, I I did make an error. Elam still needs two more catches to tie Michael Irvin's record and three to break it. I was wrong. Micah, our statistician, was able to correct me on that. Thank you for, for looking that up.
1: Yeah, Micah is our VP of uh research, uh and he's uh, always on top of uh those types of things. He's
2: our, our personal stats inc. Yeah. Um All right, well, Tim, are you ready to go?
1: I think he's still loading the spaceship with the rocket fuel, so I'll just talk while he's either muted or oh. lost in time.
0: I think both things are accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got it. I had to Open a new tab, incognito mode, and we're in. So, <clears throat> you guys went over the uh, the draft order, correct? Yep. Correct. So, uh, with the first overall pick, assuming it's Turtle, because he has the highest probability, I have him keeping Cooper Cup and Kenneth Walker the third with an ER of uh, Tank Dell. Does this sound reasonable to you guys?
2: Um... I would agree with that based on his roster, yeah.
0: I mean, barring this, is like based on information right now, right? I'm not going to assume anything going forward.
3: Let me cups a lock. Uh, I think Kenneth Walker has more of a body of work to rely on, and he provides some diversification with two positions, so. I
1: think it's I think either that's a good pick. Yeah, it's it's either Kenneth Walker or Lamar Jackson. So I think he I think he'll end up keeping Walker there.
0: So I, that's why I have him going Justin Jefferson. Tony says it's a lock if he got number 1.
1: Oh yeah. I mean,
0: beating the accurate.
1: Yeah. Uh he took him a couple years ago. He loves he loves his Vikings. Justin Jefferson is a stud. I I don't think there's any question that Turtle takes uh Justin Jefferson here just up. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a case of the players of the lock versus the person who's picking. I think Justin Jefferson would be the consensus number one next year, regardless of who gets that first pick, myself, Tony, or Turtle. I mean, unless Turtle or Tony's got our ideas, but I know I would take him for sure, and I I agree with him thinking that Turtle would as well.
0: All right, so next up, uh, like you said, Giuseppe's got the number two pick. I have him keeping uh what's that name? Bijan John Robinson from the running back from the Falcons or uh, Jordan Addison receiver. I don't know who any of these people are, just up uh well, I had receivers. Rookies, from the that's why
2: you draft old people. I don't yeah. draft old people anymore because old people screwed me over two years ago, yet those old people got K-Wall to the damn championship game. So the, the and exact you, old people. I'm have. Have not Not even like any pick. old people. Yeah. So, because yeah. you can't win with old people and you can't win with rookies, so I don't know what the, the answer is at this way. I can't win. Period is is the answer.
0: Ugh. All right. So, what does the uh, the committee think of those keepers?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think you're on the money there. I mean, Aaron Jones is probably the the ER keeper there, and I don't think he's going to be uh, on the Packers next year. So, who knows what that's going to look like? But yeah, I think, I think apparently I
0: have him on Buffalo for some reason. Interesting. I don't even know why I did that. I'm on Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes to fact check my uh, (laughs) my mocks. Thank you, guys. I have read only access. Thank you very much. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
1: Michael, what do you think? What do you think Giuseppe's play is here?
3: Well, I think uh, yeah, the Bijan and uh, Jay Addison. I forgot his first name, but that's okay. Uh, Those seem like likely keepers Uh, in terms of drafting. Let's see, AJ Brown. So he was actually the sixth overall uh, receiver this year for AJ Brown. Um, I would say it's at that spot, maybe uh,
0: Brown, Diggs, or or Amon Ra. Do you have a preference, Josep? Do you like AJ Brown over Amon Ra?
2: I do because the injury this year scared me with Amon Ra. I don't know, you know, I'm I think this is probably going to be one of those that's going to come down to the the very, let's say the the day before the draft or the the minute that I'm on the clock or whatever the case may be. But I think today I would take AJ Brown because I think this is a physical monster and this is a matchup problem for most teams. So I think for right now I would say yeah, AJ Brown over Amon-Ra. But again, that could theoretically change once we get to draft day.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that it doesn't matter who you take because the the third person in the draft, Tony, is going to take whoever you don't take. So I got Tony keeping uh, <laughs> Travis Etienne, uh, running back from Jacksonville, and, well, uh, what's his name? Jordan Cook, James Cook, John Cook,
3: James Cook, running
0: back from Bob. Uh, thank you, Buffalo.
3: <laughs> An actual Buffalo running Wait, back. Wait, I
0: thought Aaron Jones was the <laughs> Buffalo running back. He might be losing carries to Aaron Jones next year. <laughs> okay. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <coughs> so, uh,
0: t- Tony do you like uh your keepers and do you think you'll take uh ra
1: I think uh the keepers if I had to pick today are those two guys uh it all can change obviously with injuries yeah. at the end of the season or drafts or draft picks for agency whatever uh I would actually slot in Puku Nakua as my emergency keeper I am uh I am done with Jalen Hurts I think uh I I got late to the party there. I think next year they're going to outlaw the tush push. So that's going to be like 16 touchdowns that are just going to vaporize from him. So uh, I, think, uh, I think Nakua would be my emergency keeper. So um, obviously I'm going to want to take a wide receiver here. And the fact that Brees Hall is not available, I would definitely line up Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god
0: on my team. Stop lying. You ain't going to draft a running back that early. I'm pretty sure in the history of this league, you have always taken a wide receiver in the first round. I don't have the data to back me up. I don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe
1: our statistician can look that up.
0: Uh, Also, Giuseppe's parents could bring the draft boards to Florida, and I could take them. (laughs) I'm still waiting on that. I'm, like, dead serious about that. I'm, like... Finding like room on my walls to see where I could put him.
1: <laughs> yeah, give me Yaman Ra. I'll take him. I'll, I'll, I'll take right. him, and I'll be happy about it.
0: Okay, next up at number four, we got Matt. I have him tentatively keeping D- DK Metcalf and uh, Drake London, wide receiver from Atlanta. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure his roster was pretty shit, so it was very difficult to find a keeper, two keepers in that situation. I don't know if there's somebody on his roster you guys think. Would be better. Mm. I would no, probably keep I mean, Tua over Drake
3: London just because the quarterback situation at Atlanta is not that great.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I
1: mean, can he keep T Higgins? Isn't is T Higgins available? Ooh. I can,
2: and people are saying that he's going to leave. Eh, who knows?
0: Oh, it depends, I guess, where he
2: lands from a free agency standpoint. He, he could sign with the Bears Prime time,
1: You never know. You could have T. Higgins oh. in Chicago.
0: Dude, don't tease me like that. <laughs> Bears never do anything cool like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so <clears throat> I have him penciled in for Eckler here. Uh, I figure a running back has to go eventually because I think the next crop of receivers, I think, is like a tier down from the first three guys taken. I just don't know what running back to put here. Like, honestly, I don't even know who the number one running back is in our league available, so what do you guys think?
2: I mean, I agree with, let's say, the thinking. I don't know if I agree with the selection. I think the challenge here is that the next, let's say, the, the crop of running backs that are all available, I don't have like faith that any of them will be playing for the team next year that they're playing for this year. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part when you're doing this mock draft, you know, today, because we know that like Saquon was on a one-year deal. I believe Eckler was in like the last year of his deal. Josh Jacobs is on a one-year deal and Tony Pollard was uh, I guess like an existing contract, but didn't really do a whole lot this year to potentially, let's say convince management that he's the guy. So I guess depending on how friendly his deal is with the team or whatever, that, that might be the answer. So I think I I see nothing wrong with putting somebody there and Eckler is just as good as anybody in this moment.
1: Uh, I think Eckler's washed. I think he's trash. I think uh, Matt would probably take Saquon Barkley, but that's just my thought.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I assumed. I, I, like I said I was literally just throwing names into a hat and kind of pulling it out here. But the one thing I do know is with this next pick, BDI, he actually is gonna. I think I pretty much know his keepers. He's gonna. He's got to keep Alvin Kamara, running back from the Saints, and Michael Pittman Jr., running uh, receiver from the Colts. Because I'm pretty sure the rest of his team was garbage or trash according to Micah <laughs> and the, the thing about, about BDI's picks I've, I've noticed the last few years his first pick is not bad it's because whoever he talks to about fantasy football will tell him who to draft in the first round, probably shows him this mock, says who's available but every pick after that's atrocious <laughs> So th- this is the <laughs> one pick I'm giving BDI where I'm going to give him, like, a decent player, and then the rest is all garbage. What do you guys think?
1: I think that's sound logic. Micah, you're the you're the idiot yeah. whisperer, so what do you think uh, BDI is going to do here with this pick?
3: Well, what I will do after I trade him, David Njoko, for his first-round <laughs> pick is draft Stefan Diggs, wherever he's at. You're convinced that
2: uh, the Njoku trade is going to happen in the in this off season.
3: Oh, it's uh, he doesn't know it's happening yet, but it's it's going to happen. I'm going to lure him. I'm going to lure him into a trap. I've got an idiot trap set up.
0: <laughs> do you, Do you think he would trade down one spot for David Njoku? <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course,
0: it's media. All right, <laughs> I I love that idea. Uh, all right. Speaking of that one spot, next up we have Michael Black, and I have him keeping Jameer Gibbs and uh who is this Calvin? Oh Calvin Ridley. What? Screw that guy? No, that's,
2: man.
1: That's not right. That's yeah. not happening. It's definitely Sam Laporta. It's definitely Sam Laporta <laughs> it's You absolutely, know
0: it. You think two two lines? Sam Laporta. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. I, I, will, well, I will I will Micah we'll, do, you, do you confirm this? We'll ask Michael. So it's it's a bit
3: of a mission. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm loaded with talent. <laughs> elite i mean it's just everyone's elite um you know i might keep uh elite nujoku elite ridley elite laporta got so many choices i've got elite mostert elite flacco it's insane
0: it's insane there's the like, one thing yeah. i i do like though i hope the lions are good forever Because if the lions are good forever, Micah will continue to draft lions and keep them.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. So what I need to do, well, ideally, like in a perfect world, there would be other lions available, so I can like have lions every week, and I have to sacrifice the bye week. But eh, you know, you know, first world problems. But uh, if we uh, if we go with what you're what you're assuming here, whether I'm keeping Jamar Gibbs and, and Ridley, um. So you've got me picking Tony Pollard. Now this is an interesting run because who knows and like, who values, you know, which guys? A lot of guys could go. Raheem Mostert could be interesting. Um, I just don't know if uh, I suspect Raheem Mostert might have kind of like a like a Jamal Williams kind of year where he just kind of broke out because this is his ninth year. He had by far the best season of his career. And he was injured every other year, so it's like I, I don't know if he can keep that up. But um, yeah, he scored more touchdowns this year than he did his first previous eight, eight years in his career like combined. Yeah. Um, now, call me crazy, and I might be really, really biased, but depending on what kind of reports were coming out, I could envision myself taking Nick Chubb. Oh, I love Ooh, it. Interesting.
0: I love it. Because I'm pretty sure the next pick with me, uh, I'm keeping uh, Tyreek Hill and Brees Hall, probably, maybe. And I was seriously eyeballing Nick Chubb here. Uh, And I'm pretty sure I was talking with someone. I don't know if it was Tony or you, Micah, uh, about who I was going to take. And then I I remember Josh Jacobs. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he did really well this year. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to know when you stop paying attention to fantasy football after you're mathematically eliminated to who's still good or not. I remember hearing Josh Jacobs' name a while, but this guy could be terrible. Now I have no idea.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: he's
3: okay. He was he didn't replicate last year, but he wasn't bad.
0: I'm just looking at the rest of the running back talent, and it's like,
3: Ugh. so Josh Jacobs in our league was twenty, ranked twenty-one. Considered David Montgomery was fifteen. Pollard was fourteen. Barkley was 13. Yeah, yeah, I'm not for that. It also depends on where he goes, too. It seems like he's not going to be on the Raiders.
2: uh, He was holding out before the year started.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. You could pencil me in for Jacobs or uh, Chubb if Micah decides to pass on him. But uh, we will move on because we still got a few more picks left. And I know Giuseppe wants to go. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got uh, Bobby Big Balls. Uh, he's keeping, obviously, Christian McCaffrey. And I penciled him in for Jonathan Taylor, depending on him being on a new team. I wasn't really sure who else on this roster would be keepable. Do you guys have an opinion on that?
1: No, it's it's those two guys. Jonathan Taylor signed a contract, so he's there. He's there long term, and... Uh... He's going to have two of the top three running backs as keepers next year. It's going to be insane for Bob.
0: So naturally, I have him going wide receiver. And I think best available would be Stefan Diggs, but I am open to suggestions.
2: Yeah, I mean, at that spot, I think I would rather go... If he's still in Buffalo and Josh Allen's still there, I would rather take him than... A D.J. Moore or Mike Evans or whatever the case may be. I think that Mike Evans had a, a f- absolutely phenomenal year, but I don't know how how likely it is that he can replicate it. I could be mistaken. I was already wrong about him once
0: this year, so <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be
2: out of the realm of possibility for me to wrong be wrong again about him.
0: Uh, okay, uh, next up, I have Worm. And I obviously have him keeping CeeDee lamb and this other keeper might be a troll because he spent a hundred dollars on him but I'm pretty sure I'm I have him keeping Devon Achan. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do it, but it's funny.
1: actually this is gonna be Santino's pick because you haven't fixed the end of the draft order. Uh, oh because Boo Santino worms. is our fourth place champion. that's uh,
0: true. Sorry you're
1: right so I'm um, do that right now CD, uh, Santino I think will be keeping. Jamar Chase, and I don't know. Just Up. you tell me. Do you think he'd keep Brock Purdy over Isaiah Pacheco?
2: Oh, this is a good thought, because last <laughs> year, he or going into this year, he kept Trevor Lawrence ahead of Keenan Allen, and that all, I think, caught all of us off guard. So there's precedent for him to take a quarterback that he believes to be successful in that slot. However... But that five-interception game that he had in a third-place matchup against Worm, his bitter divisional rival, I think Santino might have put Brock Purdy on the Christian McCaffrey dead-to-me list and therefore would probably go ahead and keep Pacheco.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think...
2: uh, Again, this is all my theory. I think uh,
1: Pacheco has the possibility to be on more fantasy magazine covers next year. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's a good call.
2: Also, I think TikTok would like Pacheco more than Rock Purdy.
1: <laughs> and uh, now we get to guess on who Santino's going to draft, which is always my favorite game uh, in the first round here. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple running backs available. There's a couple wide receivers available. Bishop's got him slotted in for Raheem Mostert. So uh, do you guys think that he knows who Raheem Mostert is?
0: I believe TikTok knows who Raheem Mostert is and they will definitely inform him. Um, I'd be curious because I don't know what the Miami situation is going forward. Not even just like running back, but like as a team and franchise. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they hit the gas pedal way too fast, way too hard early in the season, and now everyone's dying. Uh, Raheem Mostert is prone to dying on, in football. So. Uh, that was pretty much going to happen. I don't think he could do that again. He definitely won't come close to that next year, whatever he did this year. Uh, but I, I don't think Santino cared. But again, he's a visionary, right? Like, yep. We can't look at it like from, from the prism of what they did versus what we think they're going to do. We have to look at it from Santino's perspective where it's, I already know what's going to happen in three years, so I'm going to take someone now that you're all going to make fun of me for. You get what I'm saying? Yep
3: checks out. So we're officially in this scenario we're going with Jamar Chase and Pacheco, correct? Yeah, why not? Okay.
0: Yeah, so that's why so I if kind of we had monster. to like
3: uh picture what uh Santino's going to do. I would say he kind of goes off course a bit and I'm going to say which one does he pick, but I'm going to say he goes with Jalen Hurts. Ooh. Ooh, interesting. And that's good
2: thinking.
1: Also, uh, Rashad yeah, White in this like slot it. might make sense since he's been so good this year. Um, that's the guy that... I don't think he knows who that is. Yeah, uh, The TikTok kids would, would probably push him over poster, yeah, but... Um, well, who's more
3: over on TikTok? Uh, Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen?
2: Only Jalen Hurts. Jalen
3: Hurts, yeah. Because of, like, tush-push action?
2: Yeah, also, I think, like, the TikTok quote-unquote meta is quarterbacks who can get you rushing points because the passing numbers are, by and large, similar across the board for most of these quarterbacks. So... The, the, let's say the ultimate tiebreaker is a, a quarterback who can get you either rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. And we know that Jalen Hurts is good for at least six of those rushing touchdowns in the goal line area every year. So that's why he would probably get uh, the edge.
0: Yeah, that's uh pretty interesting. I just wanted to check some numbers real quick. Uh, Josh Allen has 13 rushing touchdowns this year. I don't know. Let's take a look at.
2: Uh, Wait, does he really have that many?
0: Yeah,
1: he's
2: their goal line back.
0: Uh, Makes
2: sense.
1: Jalen
0: Hurts has 15, thought, so he's he's got two more.
2: Wow. But I thought that the Lat Murray was was vulturing a lot of those touchdowns this year for some reason.
0: Uh, no, uh, as an owner of his, I, I just remember a lot of his rushing touchdowns. I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, and as far as passing touchdowns, Josh Allen has 27, Hertz is 20. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Th- kick- 13 rush TVs. Yeah,
3: give
1: him Josh yeah, Allen. I can keep that. Give him uh, Josh Allen.
0: I- I- I'm gonna keep Josh Allen. No, I'm gonna keep Josh Allen. I think I just talked <laughs> myself into keeping Josh yes. Allen. Yes,
3: yes. <laughs> so Santino's drafting Brees Hall,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is that monkey wrench that happens like once a year when someone drops. And it happened like three times last year. Normally it's this once a year where I have to blow up the mock. And last year it literally happened three times. And I was like, I'm done with the stupid mock. Uh, but anyway, should we keep keep going? Yeah, let's finish it up. Uh, yeah, let's close the, this out. Yeah, back to the worm one. Uh, CD Lamb, Devon HN as a troll. Uh, I have him taking uh, DJ Moore. Wide receiver? I don't know why I would do that. I would probably give him a running back here. But Worm's a receiver guy, so I don't know what you guys think.
1: I like it. I think the running back crop is pretty weak at this point in the draft, so I think uh, DJ Moore's a good pick.
0: All right. <laughs> and uh, let's see, our Super Bowl runner-up, Kowalski. I have him keeping Keenan Allen, and uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, the running back. Williams. Kyron Williams. Uh, Apparently, he's not on the Clippers. He's on the Rams. My apologies. Uh, Yeah, so I have him taking Nick Chubb. Obviously, Nick Chubb won't make it to him. But uh, who do you guys like Kowalski taking here?
2: I think it makes sense for him to go running back. But if the options are kind of bad, maybe this is a spot for him to go quarterback. Because... As you made mention, again, he can can go one of two ways. One, he can be like screw quarterbacks because I had Joe Burrow and he got hurt when I needed him most. Or he could say, well, if I would have had a good quarterback in the championship game, that would have been a difference maker. So I'm going to go with a guy who's, let's say, more proven to be healthy and is going to be elite. So I'll, I'll lean towards quarterback just because the other guys aren't that great here, and he might even be able to get whoever we slot him on the wraparound.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> lastly, we have McLean. Uh, I don't know why I'd have him keeping the two old running backs, uh, Mixon and Henry. Henry may not even be in the league next year. So I'm probably gonna have to swap that with uh, that Rashid white dude. Yeah. And I'm giving him Mike Evans, another old man. So what do you guys think?
1: Who's the hot <sighs> rookie running back coming out of the draft this year?
0: I don't recall. I only know Texas. I haven't heard Jackson. much
1: about any running backs. Yeah. Is there a, a Bijan John-like running back coming out this year? I haven't heard his name if there is one, so I don't know.
0: You know. Maybe that kid from Oklahoma State. I just don't know his name right now. I don't even know if he's entering the draft. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm too far removed from college football to, to, to give, a, let's say, a good opinion here. Yeah, but yeah I, I think Tony's got at least the right idea that he might take a flyer. He's known for that. He's a he's a risk taker when it comes to drafting.
0: And he needs someone young. All, yeah.
2: yeah, at all slots. So, yeah, I could see that definitely being a possibility here.
3: Where do you guys think uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. goes in the draft? Do you think he goes early?
0: In the NFL draft or ours? Oh,
3: no, in this one. He's coming off this year, is he not?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying the NFL draft or our fantasy draft. Yeah, fantasy draft, fantasy draft. Oh, I don't know. Nowhere. He's a bum. <laughs> it depends, I guess, what team he
2: goes to, but I could see him being taken as early as the second round somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would probably agree with that. There's a lot of bad re- receivers in the NFL right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: second round. I, I I put a second round uh, number on him.
0: All right. I mean, well, cool.
2: when did Santino took Jamar Chase that one year? Oh man, I don't even remember. You mm. Take him in the first round when he was a rookie. It was the second oh. round. I forgot one, but anyway, I would say like we, I think we 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 can say we take rookies a lot earlier than than maybe we used to, especially at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, so I'll definitely load up some second-round or rookie receivers coming up, but I'm going to wait until that. Uh, That will conclude the mock draft of the first round in December. So enjoy that for your podcast listening experience. (laughs) Thank you very much for putting it together. It's always
2: appreciated, and we'll keep our eyes open for the various updates throughout the year as things change. We know the NFL draft will impact this greatly. So we free agency and we know that whatever we see today will not be here tomorrow. Uh, all right. I think we've talked long enough. So why don't we go ahead and, and wrap things up? So let's do this. That's first and foremost, thank everybody for another great year for the activity participation in the, in the podcast. I know I'm not able to do it anymore, it's very nice to be able to come back in the holidays and do a couple of them. So I want to thank Tony, Micah, and Primetime for graciously letting me slide into the seat for the last two of the year. Arguably, I guess, a couple of the most important ones because it is when you know we hit our playoffs and our championships. So thank you guys for that. Again, thank you everybody who's participated in the, in the podcast. Special shout outs to... Uh, Micah and k with the constant emails and then everybody else who's been, uh, whether they've been on the shows like Bob or BDI or K-Wall, or even just downloading and listening and, let's say, uh, reacting to it. Like Matt changing his team name during the team spam debacle of 2023. Uh, again, thanks to everybody who was in the league, who paid on time, was active on the waiver wire, active with their rosters. We had no issues with weird lineups or people let's say mailing it in when it comes to setting lineups or anything like that. So that's always appreciative. We want this to be competitive and fun and it's no fun when teams give up and let's say lay down to others in the league, just purely because of the way things are scheduled. i will send an email to everybody with the final amounts that everybody's earned. So please just let me know either via email or the message board or however you want to get a hold of me, how you want to be paid. If you want to be paid, and I will be sure to do that by the end of this week. So that way you'll have money in hand on Friday. And again, it, if you want to roll it over, not a big deal. I keep track of it all on the spreadsheet. You will rest assured your credit will, will be there. And, you know, you, you won't have anything to worry about if that's, uh, that's the case. Uh, that's, that's about it on my side. So I'll, I'll pass it over to the full-time hosts for their final thoughts for, for this season. Uh Bishop,
1: this was a year to forget. Uh, didn't end up being the most fun fantasy wise, but I had a lot of fun doing this podcast every week. So thank you, uh, Bishop. Thank you, Micah, for uh, shooting the shit every week and making yourselves available. Um, and thank you, Giuseppe, uh, because we rely on that uh, like two minute clip that you send in every week. And I know you got to take time out of your day to do that. Uh, so that's always greatly greatly appreciated. Uh shout out to K Wall for sending in an email every week. That was uh that was awesome. Um just a shout out to the league for being good sports and you know, we talk a lot of shit, but it doesn't seem to ever boil over like it might have in years past. So I think the league's in a good spot. Uh and I I can't wait for the for the lottery drawing. I can't I can't wait to see how Giuseppe is gonna dynamically book that one primetime.
0: And you know it's going to happen. Worm's going to show up in Italy, and all of a sudden, (laughs) oh, let's do the lottery. Oh, whoa, Giuseppe got the first overall pick. Amazing. No, but I'm joking, obviously. Worm is shady, though. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on. I try to keep the podcast light and not as serious because, I don't know, it's more fun to not be serious. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me, inviting me back, because I thought for sure I bombed last season. You wouldn't want anywhere near me, but apparently I'm better than BDI who can't even get a run in. So I appreciate that. Uh, I also appreciate Micah for joining. Uh, I need someone to bounce ideas off of, and he's the only guy who gets it. Uh, let's see what else. There was something else I was going to say. Now I can't remember. Um, Santino's great. I can't wait for the draft. Uh, I'm so glad this day came because it's the day I've been waiting for since week four, uh, the end of the fantasy league. And uh, that's all I got. What do you got, Micah?
3: Oh, I think we sure's uh, definitely some thanks in order for Santino for delivering the uh, best promo ever a couple weeks ago. That was pretty awesome.
2: <laughs>
3: and uh, we got to give a shout out to uh, to Gisep for dealing with our racism every week. And uh, I would say just kind of general sentiments. Uh, if it wasn't for winning some money. <laughs> This this podcast was basically like the only uh, only thing worthwhile for the fantasy year. Pretty for at least for me, pretty much sucked. But uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of thanks for everyone who uh, tries to make this podcast a little bit better by providing content. Bobby Big Balls was a great uh, guest for a couple weeks. Uh, Kowalski with all the emails and uh, BBI begging to be on the podcast every week. It's funny when he gets denied, but uh, he still tries. He puts in an effort. So maybe next year he'll get some more spots Derek
0: sweeps. He just needs better mic skills. That's his problem.
3: Yeah, you could take uh he needs to get a um like uh what do you call those uh like online courses, but he needs one that Santino teaches. <laughs> I would sign up 101. Yeah, Mike Skills one on one
1: Yep. All right, take it home. Just up.
2: Let's get out of here. All right. This has been the final 2023 fantasy football scoop. And whoop. All right, shows over. I'm tired.
1: and Poop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.